Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle, Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. And lots to dissect, isn't there, Ryan? So much making the headlines at the top of the agenda. I'm pretty sure that the Fed's newer and more aggressive stance is going to be making headlines and having ripple effects. That's right, guys. So we've got quite a theme going on this week. Hawkish cues coming through from the Fed on various fronts. The latest, of course, the Fed minutes from last month where we had the first rate hike in nearly three years. And then the previous few days, we've had hawkish comments coming through from various Fed members, all talking about a more aggressive stance to be expected when we see more data around inflation coming out. And that has been sending bond prices higher. The 10-year yields now at near three-year highs of around 2.6% plus. The bond yields and the rates supporting a stronger US dollar, which is now near two-year highs. Now, let's get a bigger picture from Toma Pulawik. He is the head of multi-asset solutions for APAC at T-Roll Price. Morning, Toma. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Great. Uh, Toma, glad you've been on the show. Now, let's talk about what's on the agenda for investors. And I think right at the top of this is what the Fed is going to be doing. And it looks like they are becoming quite aggressive, more so than what we were expecting. Is this actually a sign that the Fed has been making a bit of a mistake, staying with easy money policy for too long and now scrambling to catch up? Look, uh, it depends uh, where you come from to say if it's a surprise or not, because they it's not really a big change to what they have been telling us for the past uh, few meetings. They have been saying that they are looking carefully at inflation, and that's a primary target right now. Uh, they want to curb down inflation. So it's very likely that they will hike rates at a faster pace than perhaps um, even what the market was still pricing. But for me, I changed my mind at the beginning of the year when I, I saw that the, the Fed was quite committed to trim down inflation. So I'm not surprised that this is happening now. And we, the, the Fed minutes released last night uh, confirmed that where uh, there is a possibility that we will see mm. not a 25 basis points hike next time, but 50 basis points hike. Yeah. So uh, we are hearing uh, a bit more hawkish Fed coming through from the um, data and the comments. And it's worth noting, the Fed is still buying bonds as recently as last month. But now it's not just talking about stopping buying, it's also talking about reducing its balance sheet. Toma, help us to make sense of the significance of these numbers when we hear headlines around how it's going to be $95 billion reduction a month. What's the context of these numbers? What sort of impact or ripple effects will we be expecting? So that's a natural um, follow-through of um, the hiking cycle and the tightening process is that first they hike rate, but they need also to what we call um, remove their quantitative easing program, as you said, so um, moving to quantitative tightening, as we said. And um, in that context, uh, what we are expecting is that this could take uh, about three years for them to run down their balance sheet, and um, that will take time. But they announced that it will be $95 billion max for per month, which is quite significant, uh, but perhaps not on the higher scale that what the market could have could have looked at if they want to be even more aggressive for quantitative tightening. So I think they struck a balance between making perhaps more hikes from a rate perspective, but being in the middle ground for the quantitative tightening uh, process. But all in all, uh, this is part of their uh, tightening process, and we should expect that to go through for the upcoming years. 
Yeah, Thomas, this has been all part of a, an approach towards curbing inflation. And what's going to be the forecast for you when it comes to inflation in the coming years? You know, we are seeing prices going up to many or many things. To what extent are we looking at when it comes to targets being set by central banks? This is something they were aiming for for the past few years with their policies. Yeah, look, I think for the past uh, decade or so, we have been uh, living in a world where uh, inflation was not an issue and it was always below uh, central bank targets. And um, our view is that in the next five years or so, we will see inflation, especially in the US, uh, the UK and uh, Australia, for example, being above central bank target. Mm. So that's a big change. And uh, that means that the the policy response will be uh, different, which potentially higher yield for longer. And what are the reasons for this change of regime? Uh, two things. One is deglobalization. And the second is a policy setting where we have seen during the pandemic that the stimulus was much more effective to, uh, to be linked to the consumer rather than uh, using the banks as a channel to derive uh, easier money uh, in the system. So there are two big changes in uh, the next decade that will likely result in higher inflation settings. Yeah, Toma, easy money has been one of the big drivers for stock markets in past years. Uh, but there's been a bit of a divergence when it comes to central banks. You've got in the West, the US, the UK, Australia looking to tighten. But in China, they are looking at accommodative policy. Is this a signal for maybe investors to start to get more exposure in China with that accommodative policy in play? Definitely, you're, you're correct. That, uh, there is, and in fact, there have always been different cycles in uh, different emerging markets versus developed markets. And this time is quite significant that we see uh, the Fed on one hand and China on the other hand, which are the, the two largest economies, so it's worth paying attention. Uh, I think China in the very short term have, has um, multiple issues to deal with, COVID being one, the property sector, as well as some um, tech regulation. But if you have a long-term investors and knowing that China is quite uh, willing to, to ease policy, but also perhaps to boost fiscal stimulus to reach their uh, growth target, that means that uh, there could be um, upside surprise in terms of uh, policy setting in the second half of this year. So I'm not saying that you need to rush into Chinese investments right now, but definitely worth uh, being positioned for recovery in the second half of the year. And that's something that we have been doing in our portfolio. We are overweight uh, Chinese assets. All right, that's a great point, Toma. We've been chatting Toma Polawik. He is the head of multi-asset solutions for APEC at T-Roll Price. Toma, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you very much, Ryan. Bye. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.